Hello there, everybody out there on the internet. This is um, a guided tour of my latest album, Notes from a Holocaust. And I'm going to just play tracks from the new album, the final mixes in, in various video formats. Um, and uh, so it should be a, a good experience for folks who are watching on uh, video or for folks who are... Um, uh, listening afterwards to the podcast uh, version of this broadcast. Um, if you have any comments or questions anywhere along the line, I should be able to see them, and uh, they are welcome. Uh, if you're watching live, obviously. If you have comments or questions afterwards, uh, then that's also welcome, but I can't answer them live as we go, unless we do some fancy time traveling. And... Um, if you are, um, yeah, if you want to share this broadcast on whatever platform you're watching on, um, that is most welcome. And um, uh, we're broadcasting right now on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and X. Um, and um, yeah, so I'm just going to jump right in here and uh, start with the first track and uh which is one i wrote um on october 13th uh this album notes from a holocaust uh is um is a uh, uh an effort to bear witness to the genocide of the palestinian people that has been happening since october and um all the songs on the album were written between October 13th and December 31st, although I'll do some more. I'll, I'll bring you a, a little bit more recent material as well, um, doing the whole thing in, in, uh, in order. Um, uh, for those of you who have or have not been uh, keeping uh, abreast of the horrors that are happening uh, every day, the hundreds killed every day, um, the... Uh, the many more who will be dying of famine and disease, or who already are, um, then, uh, you know, whether you've been keeping track of this stuff or not, then hopefully uh, my um, my musical version of events will be of interest um, in, in uh, various ways. Um, and if you have not been keeping track, then I believe that I can give you a good introduction uh, to what's been happening and... Um, uh, the first song I on the album, the first song I wrote in the series is called "As the Bombs Rain Down," and um, and I'll bring it to you uh, now. And it is um, uh, well, it's it's um, it it's a song that tries to describe the horrors that were actually happening, as opposed to the ones, the version of reality, uh, the so-called Israel-Hamas war, as they keep on calling it on BBC, which is quite a thing to call a genocide of the Palestinian people, Israel-Hamas war, uh, whatever that is supposed to be. Uh, but that's not, that's not what hap what's happening. What's happening is a genocidal bombing campaign, and uh, this is the first song on the album. the drones above your head what were the last words that she said before she joined the thousands dead as the bombs rained down 
see the fire in the sky Hear all of the children cry The tower falls from way up high As the bombs rain down See the dust rise everywhere Once it was a building there Then it crashed down from the air As the bombs rain down Twisted bodies all around The never-ending buzzing sound The earthquake shaking all the ground As the bombs rain down Shattered camps of refugees Necklaces of ancient keys Smell the burning olive trees As the bombs rain down See the homes, apartment blocks See the mosques reduced to rocks Feel the awe and feel the shock As the bombs rain down See the sewage in the street Mixed with blood beneath your feet Before the sonic boom repeats As the bombs rain down See the darkness of the night No power for the lights But the explosions are so bright As the bombs rain down Nothing left but rubble strewn Nothing rising but the moon But the next one's coming soon As the bombs rain down Hear the politicians say there's nothing here to see today We're punishing Hamas this way as the bombs rain down Hear the drones above your head what were the last words that she said Before she joined the thousands dead as the bombs rain down And um, the... Uh uh, each of these songs um, uh, I recorded here in my living room. Well, with, with most of them, I recorded here in my living room in Portland, and then I sent them on to um, uh, Chet Gardner in um, in uh, Hawaii to um, do all his studio magic to them, and I'll add the instrumentation that you can hear if you were, you know, you know paying attention <laughs> to to that, and. Um, and uh, this next song uh, was actually recorded uh, in in Denmark uh, when I uh, soon after I wrote it, and it's I think the only song that has Kamala uh, Emmanuel singing with me because um, we were together when I wrote it, and other otherwise everything was written and recorded here in my living room where Kamala is not. Uh, this is the second song. The story begins, they'll say, in the fall of 23 When the inmates in the prison camp broke free Attacking military targets, 400 soldiers dead If you listen to survivors, so many of them said Most others who were killed died during the fight As the army came in, destroying everything in sight Smashing down the buildings upon fighters, upon kids All the evidence suggests that's exactly what they did Then the Air Force took no time at all to bomb hospitals and churches and to make the towers fall. The Western media just repeats the lies while every minute or so another child dies. Buried beneath the rubble of homes and schools and playgrounds, crushed just seconds after hearing the deafening sound of bombs exploding everywhere underneath the rock slide. Around the world, people shouting, Stop the genocide! At least 10,000 killed in just the first four weeks, they killed 5,000. 
thousand children to bomb the men they seek. But what's happened up to this point will pale in compare with the gravity of what I'm about to share. With more than a million children, it seems impossible to think. The IDF wants no one to have anything to drink. They're bombing water tanks. They're beside the ocean side. Around the world, people shouting, stop the genocide. They walled off the ghetto. Almost 20 years ago, sealed it off on all sides to throttle off the flow of what might go in or out, like things to drink or eat, medicine or people or necessities to meet, the needs of two billion trapped beneath the bombs, beneath the chemical weapons, burning skin like napalm, beneath all the bunker busters the U.S. has provided, around the world people shouting, stop the genocide, the world watches on in outrage. In fear, as the latest war to end all wars is here. Like the most deadly beam of chess, the US Navy in the harbor, as if to dare anyone to try to stop the slaughter. As the facts on the ground are more dire by the second, if we look into the future, how will this be reckoned? We can ask each other in the streets, marching side by side around the world, people shouting, Stop the genocide. All of those who wonder, what would I have done? Last time there was such a holocaust as this one Are faced with the dilemma that's bursting at the seam How to stop the madness of this Israeli regime How to stop the killing before everybody dies While there are any parents left to hear the cries Of their children in the bubble just before they die Around the world people shouting stop the genocide Next week on, I believe it is Tuesday, I'll be interviewing Chet Gardner for those who music geeks among you who may be interested in uh, knowing how it is that he made relatively primitive recordings of me uh, sound so good uh, with all the instrumentation he added. So that song was um, obviously uh, just trying to highlight the fact that there are millions of people marching all over the world uh, calling for an end to the genocide which you might know about if you pay attention to Al Jazeera or Instagram um, or X, but you would not know from most Western media coverage. The next song um, was uh, I wrote, uh, and then um, I was uh, interviewed on Al Mayadeen uh, TV uh, in Lebanon, and they, uh, the producer, one of the producers there made a brilliant uh, music video with the first uh, minute of the song and then uh, Chet spliced the rest together. So that's what you are about to see. From the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea. People have been living there as long as anybody knows. Inventing math and science, how to sail where the wind blows. Poetry, philosophy, religions had their start. Lots of different peoples made up the beating heart Of the land of Palestine, from Safa to Beersheba From Jerusalem to Jaffa, from Acre to Rafa Where they dream of the day when Palestine is free From the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea In the wake of 
the disasters that had shaken all the world. A new state was declared, a new flag unfurled, and the Nakba engineered. With the map redrawn, three quarters of a million refugees, their homes taken, gone, occupied, invaded by those called theirs, where the people are forever in the crosshairs, where they dream of the day when Palestine is free. From the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea Since 1948 the diaspora has grown Within and without the occupation zone Towns reduced to rubble while the settlements expand Taking up more and more of what's left of the land And wherever people rise up and see fit to resist Though the colonizers say they're just terrorists They dream of the day when Palestine is free From the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea of the West twists the world on its head while this genocidal slaughter leaves untold children dead. They ban protests in Berlin, say we don't want to hear about the babies in the rubble or those paralyzed with fear as the German and American missiles kill and maim while children wonder why we can't all just be treated the same as they dream of the day when Palestine is free from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea As far away as anything that could possibly be right That to want a normal life makes you an anti-Semite To live in a home that bulldozers won't destroy Where you can travel to the place where you're employed Without waiting at a checkpoint where you're likely to be shot Shortening the shortened life that is the one you've got As they dream of the day when Palestine is free From the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea to Jakarta at the genocidal bombing laying waste to Gaza while in DC and Berlin the politicians shout celebrate the slaughter as they claim beyond a doubt these marchers in the streets are filled with hate they must be since they're marching against a genocidal state and they dream of the day when Palestine is free from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea From the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea From the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea Um, incidentally uh, for those who are listening from somewhere on planet Earth in the parts of the world where I frequently travel to and will be traveling to over the course of 2024, um, just a brief non-commercial announcement for anybody who likes these songs and wants to hear them live. I will play happily for free at protests, and I'll be doing concerts, and I have lots of free dates for other concerts um, in the regions where I have plans. Just briefly, I'll just tell you uh, where I'm going. I, I'm playing in, in Portland, Oregon on Saturday evening, and then Southern California on the 28th and 29th. Then I go to France, got a couple of gigs in France in early 
uh, February, where I'll be making a recording with uh, Kamala and a whole bunch of other wonderful musicians. And um, then England, I'll be there uh, for uh, Julian Assange's uh, court uh, trials at the Royal Courts on the 20th and 21st of February and doing other gigs around London and elsewhere in England. And later February, late March, early April, I'll be in Massachusetts and New York. Uh, uh, June, July, I'll be in Australia during that time for a month traveling all over the place between Brisbane and, and uh, Sydney and Melbourne, Adelaide, as well as Perth. Uh, got lots of free dates there, too. And then November, uh, spending most or all of the month in Scandinavia, where I have not yet booked a single gig, but I plan on having lots of them. That's the general gist of the 2024 plan for the Notes from a Holocaust World Tour. And uh, if you go to davidrovics.com slash tour, you can... Uh, read more about that and uh, all these songs and videos you can find at davidrovics.com slash palestine as well as the new album early in the uh, uh, genocidal bombing campaign of israel against gaza uh, the doctors that were still able to work um, in uh, in vastly rapidly decreasing numbers by the day as the hospitals were being uh, bombed intentionally by the Israelis uh, as they arrested and killed uh, medical workers and hospital administrators, etc. Um, early in the war, uh, the doctors were writing on the bodies of many of their patients uh, the acronym WCNSF, Wounded Child, No Surviving Family. For six weeks now the bombing has continued Every few minutes another child dies Crushed without warning beneath the rubble of their homes And that's where her body lies And those who are pulled out from the carnage And who may just live to see another day may first meet a doctor with a marker who will inscribe five letters down to say writing on the bodies of survivors an acronym for anyone to see WCNSF Wounded child with no surviving family Entire families missing from the register Since they all lived and slept in the same Tower block that generations shared Now it's just a street with a name That last month had a row of buildings That used to be alive with children playing Now a doctor scrawls on an armless boy As his parents still beneath the rubble decaying 
writing on the bodies of survivors An acronym for anyone to see WCNSF Wounded child with no surviving family See the lifeless legs dangling at an angle That tell you exactly how they died One moment they were laying on a mattress The next one the building opened wide As a one-ton missile made in California was dropped upon it and this is how it became a grave for a whole extended family which is what it is now as they're writing on the bodies of survivors an acronym for anyone to see WC Wounded child with no surviving family The U.S. Navy guards the Mediterranean To make sure nobody intervenes With the bunker buster smashing down the buildings Each passing hour another horrifying scene of living children crying for their mothers As they limp past mountains of the dead To the hospital that's also being bombed To the school that's now a sea of red As they're writing on the bodies of survivors for anyone to see WC NSF Wounded Child With no surviving family Wounded Child With no surviving family Wounded Child With no surviving family the farcical notion of a humanitarian pause in the course of a genocidal bombing campaign to allow the civilians that you're intentionally targeting to eat a little food and uh, have a little health care before you resume uh, slaughtering them. Uh, this was the next song in the series that I wrote, uh, Humanitarian Pause, um, but I'll just... Uh, take a moment to share one of the comments because uh, I can see the comments that come in on the various platforms, whether you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, X, or whatever, Twitch. Um, and, uh, and, and here's one from Facebook from uh, Owen O'Flaherty, uh, driving in the pitch of night in Ireland with Dave on the speakers. Nothing better. Thank you. I, I hope that's... Uh, True, there might be other things that are better, but uh, but if you're going to be driving across Ireland at night, then uh, 
that's yeah i think listening to a good concert that's that's the way to go and one of the benefits of the internet and uh this uh i'll I'll do the 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 next song on the album uh, and the next song i wrote during the course of these horrific events uh humanitarian pause Targeting emergency responders After blowing up the water tanks and fuel After bombing all the hospitals and ambulances After blowing up the mosques and the schools After bombing all the camps North and South The camps of new and former refugees After fighter jets with bunker buster missiles after navy ships shelling from the seas now they'll take a little break from slaughtering the children then they'll do it all over again after bombing all the solar panels after blasting apart every street After leveling apartment blocks, turning them to dust When might they think the bombing is complete? After blowing up the churches and the parliament After killing families in their cars After killing families walking down the road With nothing in between them and the stars Now they'll take a little break from slaughtering the children And they'll do it all over again After bombing their own prisoners Beneath the missiles dying there alone Who knows what might be their plan of attack As they kill off so many of their own After keeping food and water from the people After making sure all the injured die Along with all the babies in the incubators As everywhere the world wonders why As they'll take a little break from slaughtering the children And they'll do it all over again Targeting emergency responders After blowing up the water tanks and fuel And um, the, uh, there were news, uh, well, there was, uh, there was a lot of uh, sort of um, punditry on, on some of the more... Um, radical or real um, uh, news outlets uh, speculating about um, some of the more, I mean, because people kept on talking about like after the war, after the war, after the war, like, like there's some kind of a set uh, routine for how you do it after a war, like after you completely destroy the homes of people living in all these cities and 
just kill one or two percent of the entire population or what you know i mean and then what you starve them and then after the war when when, when the war hasn't ended it was ridiculous talking about after the war and you know what who, what arab countries are going to fund the reconstruction all this kind of nonsense you know and nobody knows what's happening after the war but other people started speculating about well maybe after the war long after the war uh after the genocide, um, as with other genocides, uh, we'll then have museums like the Native American Museum and the Holocaust Museum to uh, to uh, share with people uh, out there um, what the Palestinians used to be like. Congress and the Bundestag, you'll see them wring their hands and say how they wish in hindsight they had tried to understand how they wished they'd seen the warning signs and heard the generals speak and believed them when they talked about the vengeance they would wreak. How they should have known this was not idle conversation. How they should have listened harder when they said elimination. Yes, once it's all too late and the graveyards are all filled once the last. Palestinians killed On Manhattan Island in the halls of the UN The whole world will come together to say never again They'll open a museum full of relics of the past Before those who used to live there resisted to the last We'll look at pictures of the rubble with the dead limbs poking through the viewers will shed a tear and wish the leaders knew before the war ended in the way Ben Gavir had willed once the last Palestinians killed. In the parliament they'll say perhaps we should have listened instead of purging Europe's biggest party of internal opposition should have paid attention to the millions in the streets, to those massive crowds around the globe voting with their feet. Should have read the signs, should have listened to their words instead of denouncing all the talk of genocide is just absurd. Should have looked at the pictures of the bodies charred and grilled once the last Palestinians killed. When that last tower block was flattened, in the days before the last bakery was bombed in this total war when there were still kindergartens when the hospital still stood this would have been the time to question if we should have been sending all those weapons instead of barring them complete if instead of cheering on the evil enemy's defeat we might have asked if there was anywhere left for flour to be milled once the last palestinians project is complete and they make the desert bloom once they finish turning cities into tombs once the dead are out of sight and buried in the ground once the rubble has been bulldozed and no one hears the sound of dying children screaming from somewhere down below once the shopping malls are gleaming and no one needs to know how many babies bodies are in this soil that we've tilled once the last Palestinians killed once the last Palestinians killed.
killed Once the last Palestinians The uh, all the different UN agencies um, very uh, soon after the uh, bombing began, when the sewage was started backing up in the streets, and uh, the they had bombed the sewage refineries and all that, uh, and there was no electricity. I mean, this kind of stuff has all happened multiple times before, although not nearly on this scale. But Israel always uh, likes to destroy sewage uh, refineries and all that. But um, uh, this time, of course, uh, it's so much worse, and all the UN agencies, the WHO and all the others, uh, began uh, warning um, in, in all kinds of press conferences that you could see on Al Jazeera and not on the Western media, which ignores the UN. Um, but you could see all these press conferences of all these uh, folks, including right up to the Secretary General, saying uh, this is a genocide and the next thing that's going to kill far more people than the bombardment, as savage as it has been, is uh, the uh, famine and disease. And uh, so I, I wrote the song Famine and Disease, and I'll just, uh, and I'm going to play you uh, a video for those who are watching in video form. Um, th th I'll play you a video. Uh, which a um, anonymous Iranian filmmaker um, who has uh, made up, uh, you'll be seeing several of his videos over the course of this uh, guided tour of the album. Um, and uh, this is the, the and, and I'd like to encourage anybody with the skills out there uh, to make videos out of any of these songs uh, because uh, that gets them out there. If they're good videos, that gets them out there much more. And this song has been used um, uh, among other tools to try to get the um, uh, airdrop uh, for uh, the, the um, yeah, air, airdrop for Gaza um, campaign uh, trending on X and um, here's famine and disease <laughs> places they report it if you listen to the news you'll hear the press conferences and the words they choose to describe the facts on the ground in the gaza strip you can hear the measured freezes see the trembling lips uttering words so rarely spoken eyes open wide as one official after the other speaks of genocide from the head of each department you can hear the powerless please the next wave of the carnage will be famine and disease as the fighter jets rain missiles down from way up in the sky as the tower blocks collapse with each mission that they fly as the hospitals are targeted along with everything as the cameras show us the apocalypse they bring with no buildings, with no homes, when no structure remains Once it's all been leveled by the ships and tanks and planes Every medical practitioner around the earth agrees The next wave of the carnage will be famine and disease writes a blank check to facilitate the slaughter Biden says he told them to let in the food and water but they're not and nothing happens but more destruction everywhere white phosphorus burning any skin exposed to air actions making clear that annihilation is the Israeli regime's plan for the Palestinian nation. If you survive the bombings, you don't burn or freeze. 
the next wave of the carnage will be famine and disease. Across the world, from Yemen to Algeria, militias on the move. From Lebanon to Syria, while on the Gaza Strip, if they have a working phone, they're trying to tell us all, don't just leave us here alone. Don't look away as this happens again, while this world still has Palestinians. Because for all these refugees descended from other refugees, the next wave of the carnage will be famine and disease. Whatever platform you might be watching on, um, the uh, I should be able to see any questions or comments that uh, come in on X, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, and uh, I got it all collected here on StreamYard. And um, also, I think I've got the volumes now. Halfway halfway through the broadcast, I think I got my uh, voice uh, up to the level of the close to the level of the videos I'm playing you. Uh, thanks to Paula for helping produce there in the back, though. She can't hear me at the moment because she's just going out for a smoke. But um, let's see. Uh, the next song on the album is um, moving across to a part of the occupied territories of Palestine, uh, which is uh, geographically quite nearby to the Gaza Strip, but impossible to get to from there. Uh, because of the uh, Israeli um, long-standing um, in, in surrounding of this ghetto by walls, uh, not letting anybody in or out, and um, but in the West Bank, in the occupied West Bank, since October, there has been a massive increase in uh, settler violence against Palestinians and uh, also uh, raids by the military in which many, many Palestinians have been killed, hundreds and, and then many thousands arrested and held on no charges and uh, under uh, uh, torturous conditions in, in the jails um, where they're being tortured. They torture children uh, as a matter of course, uh, the Israelis, uh, every day. This is a song called The Pogroms of Judea and Samaria, which is uh, what the uh, colonial settler regime uh, calls uh, the occupied West Bank. As the IOF is bombing Gaza into dust, Stunning all the world with the vengeance and bloodlust Cross the walls and watchtowers across the occupied West Bank Smashing down the buildings are the bulldozers and tanks Where they're arresting all the children Keeping them in cells about the size of coffins Like one of the rings of hell While settlers from Tel Aviv, Europe and America Carry out the pogroms of Judea and Samaria They're releasing a few prisoners as they take some more The difference is semantic as they're breaking down your door Settlers are soldiers, machine guns in their hands There to burn more cars and homes on Palestinian land 
There to attack children, there to burn the trees, to commit crimes against humanity in the home of the Pharisees. These men from West Jerusalem, England and Australia, that carry out the pogroms of Judea and Samaria. They've choked off every checkpoint, shooting as they will, executing eight-year-olds and the mentally ill. Sending in the warplanes, tearing up the streets along with arbitrary torture, every effort to complete the project that began. I'll let you decide when, 1948 or 1967. It all looks so much like it used to look in Russia as they carry out the pogroms of Judea and Samaria. In the future when they gaze upon the remnants What's left of the people They might call the former tenants The grandchildren of the pogromists Might like to know Where did all the Palestinians go? They'll be too late to change The horrors here unfolding Or the future that the present here is molding As it was when they colonized Namibia or Kenya As they carry out the pogroms of Judea and Samaria As they carry out the pogroms of Judea and Samaria as they carry out the pogroms of Judea and Samaria. And um, <clears throat> the, um, I, you know, there's the Gil Scott Heron, Gil Scott Heron uh, song, The Apocalypse, the, uh, the Revolution Will Not Be Televised, and um, that uh, he's right, of course, um, you know, especially at the time that he wrote that song when uh, the TV cameras were very, very uh, much owned by a, a far fewer number of people. Um, but uh, nowadays, uh, everything is televised somewhere, uh, even uh, although, you know, this apocalypse is being televised only on platforms that you won't see on your cable, uh, you know, uh, TV here in the U.S. You have to actually be a little bit more uh, creative and actually go to the Internet and type in a website if you want to watch Al Jazeera or other places where you can actually see something along the lines of what's going on. Uh, there in Gaza. Um, but uh, this song is about the, uh, I mean, you know, they've already killed about more than 10% of the journalists in, in the Gaza Strip, uh, targeting them intentionally. And we'll sing more about that uh, later in the program, but this is a song uh, called The Apocalypse Will Be Televised um, because it is being televised by Palestinian journalists who are being killed for doing it. Such a carpet bombing nowhere has ever borne In the land where everyone is some version of forlorn We watch the skies light up again And if the one with the camera falls Another takes their place when duty calls For the apocalypse will be televised I'm watching it on this screen live on camera 
the Holocaust of Palestine. As hunger sweeps the enclave, cut off from every side, besieged from each direction, nowhere safe to hide, as the last drops of liquid trickle from a broken mane, and waterborne diseases come as surely as the rain. The apocalypse will be televised, I'm watching it on this screen, live on camera. The Holocaust of Palestine. Watch the men stripped naked and humiliated See the bodies in the open Hear it clearly stated by every UN worker Who has managed to survive If they don't stop then soon There will be no one left alive The apocalypse will be televised I'm watching it on this screen Live on camera The Holocaust of Palestine the heads of state make their intentions known watch as they illustrate them as we've all been shown by destroying every building and leaving no water to drink if this isn't genocide then what is it do you think the apocalypse will be televised i'm watching it on this screen live on camera the holocaust of Palestine. Um, they're uh, getting, I guess we're getting into, uh, by this time, uh, I think we're getting into early December. And um, as far as the uh, songs, these are all songs written between October and the end of December, pretty much on the album, Notes from a Holocaust, and um, which, which will soon be on all the streaming platforms. By the end of the month, at the moment, you can find it on Bandcamp and at davidrovics.com slash palestine. Um, one of the, the there's two songs on the album that are about nativity nativity scenes in Bethlehem, and uh, the first of the two songs is about uh, the first of the two nativity scenes um, that I saw a picture of in Bethlehem, uh, which then um, and, and um, I mean I I won't describe it further because the song tells you about it. This is the first one uh, called "Baby Jesus Lying in the Rubble." She was looking for a place to have a baby But with the hospitals destroyed She headed south in a donkey cart To give birth to her little boy She wasn't lying on a manger No hay beneath her on the ground couldn't hear her newborn's cries With the bombs exploding all around There's baby Jesus lying in the rubble 
A hungry little bag of skin and bones With his mother Mary broken there beside him In the place that they were calling a safe zone Without a blank, without a drop of water Nothing between them and the sky The wise men from the east tried to come to see him But they're trapped at the crossing in Sinai There's no fuel for the water pumps Only for the drones always buzzing overhead Reminding every child there beneath them The next moment it could be your mama dead There's baby Jesus lying in the rubble A hungry little bag of skin and bones With his mother Mary broken there beside him In the place that they were calling a safe zone He's the Son of God said the angel as the babe began to shiver from the cold there was a twinkle in his eye for a moment before the rigor mortis took hold this prophet who was born to save our species this child who was the only son of all the tens of thousands killed so far Now we can add another one There's baby Jesus lying in the rubble A hungry little bag of skin and bones With his mother Mary broken there beside him In the place that they were calling a safe zone in the place that they were calling a safe zone In the place that they were calling a safe zone I think of all the, uh, <clears throat> of all the work that Chet uh, Gardner did on, uh, on this album, that's my favorite of his uh, arrangements. I just love that swelling synth sound on the choruses and ah, just brilliant, Chet. If you're listening, and if you aren't, either way, uh, there's a couple of uh, lovely comments that I have to share because, um, uh, not just to toot my own horn, but because uh, just to maybe okay a little bit, but also because the arts are important and, and, uh, and, it, and a lot of people tend to forget uh, how how influential the arts can be on people's hearts and minds and how important it is to win hearts and minds and to do so by employing uh, music and uh, fiction and uh, everything else, poetry, anything else. And uh, this is a comment from uh, Krista Brune, 
who says, uh, so appreciate you sharing these songs with us with video and commentary. They all speak to these tragic times of endless death and destruction. I also appreciate you making them available to share because sharing the reprehensibility of the situation on the ground across Palestine through music and the arts generally speaks directly to the conscience and the soul in gratitude. I agree, uh, not just in terms of my own music, but just generally. This is true of this kind of thing. Uh, and there are many other musicians writing similar songs to this. If you haven't heard the incredible hip-hop artist, uh, poet, um, intellectual from London, Loki, gosh, you've got to hear him immediately. Here's another wonderful comment, which I uh, probably have to agree with. It seems horrible to say this, uh, maybe your finest album ever, but as long as we agree that not having a reason for it would be infinitely preferable. Yes, indeed. Um, it's terrible, the things that horrors can inspire. Um, so uh, I, I played you one video earlier, a music video, uh, that our anonymous, uh, brilliant Iranian in California uh, has uh, made, and here's uh, another uh, that he made, which was the first one that he made, uh, and uh, just uh, sent it to me. With uh, I hadn't been expecting it, and uh, I was, uh, yeah, very impressed. And um, this this one happens to have Farsi subtitles, as uh, he's done Farsi subtitled versions of uh, all of um, or most of his uh, videos. Um, I've been playing you uh, the, the last one I played had English subtitles, but this one uh, is uh, subtitled in Farsi. so many decades of patronage by the world's greatest empire after so many potential agreements were rejected by opening fire after crushing so many uprisings now they're making their ultimate bid pursuing their final solution just like the nazis did they forced refugees into ghettos then set the ghettos aflame murdering writers and poets and so no one remembers their names killing their entire families the grandparents women and kids the uncles and cousins and babies just like the nazis did they're bombing all means of sustaining human life at all see the few shelters remaining watch as the tower blocks fall they're bombing museums and libraries in order to get rid of any memory of the people who lived here just like the nazis did they're saying these people are animals and they should all end up dead they're sending soldiers into schools and shooting children in the head the rhetoric is identical and with gaza off the grid they've already said what happens next just like the nazis did words of war for domestic consumption and lies for all the rest to try to distract our attention among their enablers in the West.
Because Israel needs their imports to keep those pallets on the skids. They need fuel. They need missiles. Just like the Nazis did. They're using food as a weapon. They're using water that way too. They're trying to kill everyone or make them flee. It's true. As the pundits talk of after the war, like with the fall of Madrid, the victors are preparing for more, just like the Nazis did. But it's after the conquest's complete, if history is any guide, when the occupying army is positioned to decide. When disease and famine kills whoever may have hid behind the ghetto walls, just like the Nazis did. All around the world, people are trying to tell. There's a genocide unfolding, ringing alarm bells. But with such a powerful axis and so many lucrative bids, they know who wants their money, just like the Nazis did. There's so many decades of patronage by the world's greatest empire. There's so many potential agreements were rejected by opening fire. After crushing so many uprisings, now they're making their ultimate bid. Pursuing their final solution, just like the Nazis did. Just like the Nazis did. Just like the Nazis did. And um, as I've said to uh, a, a couple of um, uh, Israel supporters who managed to find their way to one of my social media uh, pages and uh, critique that song. Um, uh, it, 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 while it becomes more and more the case that uh, there are more and more parallels and similarities, and uh, be, be, you know, the, between the uh, contemporary uh, Israeli regime and the Nazi regime of the 1940s. Um, this song is, uh, is talking about various aspects that are the same and, uh, is, and all, all the ones documented in the song are the same. So, you know, if anybody has a response, respond to the song, not to the title of the song. And, um, the next song on the album is, um, about the fact that the Israeli regime has been systematically targeting journalists and their families for assassination and slaughter since October. This is a song called They're Killing Off the Journalists of Gaza. Samar Abu Dhaka had his camera in his hand. He was wearing his helmet and his vest. Like Shirin Abu Akleh and so many others, he was easily identified as a member of the press. They can call the killing indiscriminate. But this isn't exactly true. When they're specifically targeting certain people in order to silence the news, they're killing off the journalists of Gaza day after day after day after day. 
hide their crimes this way. Ola Atala was slain last week, along with nine members of her family. They were taking shelter in someone else's home after fleeing Gaza City. Ayat Kadura died alongside an unknown number thus far. Her only dream now was to be killed in one piece so they would know who we are. They're killing off the journalists of Gaza day after day after day after day. Hoping they can hide their crimes this way. Mohammed Abu Haddad with Palestine TV dead with his family of 11. Mostawa El Sawaf was killed in another along with his wife and two sons. Sari Mansour was killed in an airstrike on a refugee camp. Mohammed Abu Hasira along with 42 relations slaughtered with another familicidal stamp. They're killing off the journalists of Gaza day after day after day after day. hide their crimes this way. They hope that if they kill the messengers, they can stop the message getting out. If they can smash all of the cameras, silence everyone trying to shout out to the world that might listen and see the horrors happening beneath the Palestinian skies and the slaughter that for now we can still see with our eyes they're killing off the journalists of Gaza day after day after day after day hoping they can hide their crimes this way And um, then it was uh, later in December, I believe, uh, if I recall, I don't have the dates written down, but when the three um, Israelis uh, hostages, soldiers, of course, um, as is rarely reported in the Western media of the uh, whatever the actual number of people killed uh, in the um, events of October 7th in southern Israel, they often uh, just add the... Uh, all the numbers together, including all the Palestinians who were killed in the in, in the fighting, uh, and they rarely mention that 500 of the Israelis killed were soldiers, and uh, as are many of the hostages as well. And three of them uh, escaped uh, captivity and were trying to uh, uh, turn themselves, uh, you know, get rescued by the Isra their fellow Israeli troops, uh, shouting in Hebrew and uh, with their shirts off to prove they didn't have suicide vests on and holding white flags, but none of that was good enough for the Israeli soldiers who gunned them down. And um, this is not an indication that the Israeli soldiers are trigger-happy or making mistakes. It's an indication of their orders of this very disciplined army's orders, which are to kill anything that moves. That's obvious, and uh, uh, it's just a, a dishonesty for the Western journalists that report it as anything other than that, um, because these are clearly uh, their orders, and they're carrying them out, as can be seen by anybody who's actually 
um, documenting what's actually going on rather than uh, being stenographers for Israeli propaganda, which is what the Western media tends to do. And um, this is a song about that incident uh, called uh, They Were Raising a White Flag. They were raising a white flag They were trying to be rescued They took off their shirts so they wouldn't pose a threat Just like they were trained to do They were shouting out in Hebrew We're the ones you're looking for But the soldiers didn't hesitate They just opened fire because it's that kind of war were raising a white flag in the wrong place at the wrong time did they not know the rules had changed now existence was a crime they were people alive in Gaza where living is compressed between the time when you are born and the time you get a bullet in your chest raising a white flag just more evidence that proves the rules of engagement are shoot anything that moves when you see the broken bodies of all the children dead including the ones who were shot point-blank at a UN shelter squarely in the head were raising a white flag which moved and made a blip on the screen of their computers click the button letter rip and blow up the whole building because you saw someone survived because in a war like this the enemy is anyone left alive were raising a white flag. The um, media has been, was talking so much about, um, uh, you know, and the Israeli when they're being mouthpieces of the Israeli press, and they're saying uh, there's there's thousands of terrorists in in uh, Gaza that they're fighting, and thousands of terrorists in Yemen that they're fighting, and thousands of terrorists everywhere. Thousands and thousands, and, and uh, you know, they never stop for a moment to try to explain to themselves or to us, like, what are they talking about? Which terrorists? How, how did how did so many people become terrorists? How 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 do you have a society where so many people become terrorists? Who are these terrorists, and what motivates them? I wrote a spoken word piece, which is the next track on the album. Where did all these terrorists come from? I heard Gallant and Austin talking to the press, looking strong for the cameras, how could they do less? With all that's arrayed against them, from the Houthi army in Sana'a, from the shores of Lebanon to the fighters in Gaza, thousands and thousands of terrorists, terrorists everywhere, terrorists taking hostages, never fighting fair, dying in such numbers and then fighting back some more, after all our efforts in war after war after war, where do these terrorists come from? What is it that makes them tick? Is there something in the water that makes them a bit thick? Maybe it's the weather that gets them all so mad. Perhaps it's their schooling and the childhoods they had. 
raised to rage and fight, to praise the martyr's past, indoctrinated with ideas like fighting to the last? Or it could just be that Disney is too much to tolerate, and to look at Donald Duck just fills them up with hate. Maybe they're all homophobes who don't like our gay bars. They don't like us because we drink too much and have adult film stars. So many bigoted people who think we're underdressed, rebelling against the infidel bikinis of the West. Maybe they don't like our music. Maybe they just want to kill. Maybe they're brainwashed by their imams and they're following God's will. Maybe they like the Russians and they're Putin's tools. Or maybe they just believe in Sharia rule. Maybe they don't like freedom and offensive French cartoons. Maybe they don't like that story about the red balloon. Maybe they fear the future. They reject modernity. They want to keep their people in a feudal society. Perhaps they don't like HBO. Or it could be CNN. Maybe they're afraid it could liberate their women. Maybe it's our sex shops or the drugs we've legalized. Maybe that's the reason why the West is so despised. It could be that they woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Perhaps they read Mein Kampf and got ideas in their heads. Maybe they're anti-Semites. They don't like Jews. Who knows where they got their violent views? Maybe they're still resentful since the Inquisition. Maybe they want to control the world, the jihadi mission. Or perhaps they just have issues anyone could understand, like invaders stole and occupied their land. I will, uh, the next uh, song uh, that I'll share with you for the for those who are watching in video form, um, this will be going out on, as a podcast if you look for This Week with David Rovix, wherever you get your podcasts or on Spotify or various other platforms, it'll be there. But at the moment, I'm broadcasting on YouTube, Facebook, X, Twitch, and LinkedIn, and I can see your comments. If anybody has any comments or questions or anything like that on any of those platforms, I can see them here on StreamYard. And um, I will. Uh, the, the next song I'll do um, is one that uh, that our uh, wonderful anonymous filmmaker has uh, done a great video for, um, and uh, this song has been heard uh, quite quite broadly and widely uh, across Yemeni society. I would dare say that uh, that most people in Yemen who have a, a, a an account on X um, have been uh, have been exposed to some version of this song. Um, and here's the video version of it, Song for the Houthi Army. Half the world's trade passes by here, so much of it goes through Tel Aviv. Meanwhile, in the port of Gaza, no ships can arrive and not a boat can leave. While every day hundreds are dying beneath the rain of missiles, Fired from the air, millions of starving Palestinians on the run, being slaughtered everywhere. No safe place in the Gaza Strip, no armies coming to defend. While all over the planet, people are asking, when will this savage bombing end? How many more thousands of children? can be killed while we stand by how can we just live our lives while we watch the babies die 
Shukran Jazilan to the Husky army standing for the conscience of us all. When they say no business as usual, while the bombs continue to fall. That doesn't have an air force They're painting black, red, green, and white On the helicopters that they use To board the ships To show their cause is right The president says this terrorism Must stop right away To which the Houthis respond Yes, that's right That's exactly what we're trying to say Shukran Jazilan to the Husi army Standing for the conscience of us all When they say no business as usual While the bombs continue to fall Ships are going all the way round Africa to avoid the Houthi net. If Israel wants trading partners, now they might be just a little harder to get. We can blockade ports all over, north, south, east, and west. But the Houthi army are the ones who are no doubt blocking the traffic the best. Shukran Jazilan to the Houthi army Standing for the conscience of us all When they say no business as usual While the bombs continue to fall Let's see here. Hopefully my uh, sound levels are back up. They were, they're apparently varying depending on what mistakes I'm making on technically over here. But um, the um, next song on the album is, uh, you know, basically in the course of all these various uh, conversations uh, on the media uh, around uh, the what's happening, uh, this genocidal bombing campaign that they usually call the Israel-Hamas war. Um, uh, there's a lot of uh, disinformation and misinformation about what it is that motivates people uh, who are resisting uh, um, occupation or fighting um, against uh, tyranny in some form. And, and the Western press likes to try to turn everything into some kind of a religious uh, conflict. Um, and uh, it, it's not. And uh, it actually, uh, it, whether we're talking about Palestine or Iraq or Ireland or any number of other places, uh, th these are not religious wars. Uh, these are wars uh, and struggles for... Uh, you could boil it down to two words, any struggle for national self-determination. And uh, this is a song about that um, that I wrote in response to these conversations called Land and Freedom.
it as a war of good and evil You can pretend that your cause is just You can try to say you have the moral army And the other is just driven by bloodlust You can say you're on the side of Western values And the others represent barbarity You can say your enemies want chaos While you stand up for prosperity You can keep on telling lies From here to kingdom come But all that anybody wants Is land and freedom You can say they've got the wrong religion You can say that they just want to hate You can drop bombs upon their cities You can say your God is great You can speak of punishment and lessons And how you must eliminate All the terrorists that you had to slaughter In the course of your affairs of state You can keep on telling lies From here to kingdom come But all that anybody wants is land and freedom You can claim that you represent the future And the other represents the times of old You can talk about how liberated your people are Not like their feudal patriarchal mold you can talk about your love of life and liberty You can paint a death mask on your foe You can say what you like about your enemy But you can't change what everybody knows You can keep on telling lies from here to kingdom come But all that anybody wants is land and freedom Oh, sorry, I was muted, and now I've unmuted myself, and I believe you can hear me now. Okay, so the the next song on the album uh, uh, is uh, in in reference to Biden saying um, that the bombing of Gaza was indiscriminate, which is something that he only said because it was an election event that he was talking at. It was not, um, it, you know, he he doesn't care about uh, Palestinian lives. Uh, he was uh, saying that because he can see that the, his poll numbers keep on going down the more he says uh, he stands, uh, you know, uh, you know, uncritically with Israel. Um, so he, at this electioneering event, he uh, referred to the bombing as indiscriminate uh, in passing, you know, and then they made a big deal of that on the news, like like he was being really critical. It's not true. Um, and it's also not true that the bombing is indiscriminate. They are discriminating. They are specifically 
uh, trying to kill civilians in large numbers. So that's not necessarily the same as indiscriminate. You know, they're, they're trying to destroy all the buildings and kill a lot of civilians. That's the point. They are using uh, white phosphorus, um, which is a chemical weapon, a banned chemical weapon, uh, it, which is intended to kill anybody, anybody who's breathing anywhere nearby. And so the idea... Um, which is which means they are discriminating in a sense. I mean, perhaps it's a semantic uh, semantical thing, but they're they're actually targeting doctors. They're targeting journalists. So it's not it is both indiscriminate bombing and targeted bombing, uh, which is I think important to point out. And this song is called Indiscriminate. They bombed the Jabalia camp once again. And once again those killed are all women and children No one can keep track of the numbers of dead Find which torso belongs to which head Bodies are lying in what's left of the streets Sometimes someone covers them up with sheets Surrounded by destruction wherever you look No way to fathom all the lives that they took They call it indiscriminate Would be terrible if true but they're targeting doctors, they're targeting patients, they're targeting journalists, they're targeting poets, they're targeting women, and they're targeting children, too. However this slaughter might come to an end, whoever remains alive to defend the right for a people to simply exist, whoever is still here to raise their fist will never forget the war that was waged on a city imprisoned by a gigantic cage An air force against the civilian homes Those not protected by the Iron Dome They call it indiscriminate It would be terrible if true But they're targeting doctors They're targeting patients They're targeting journalists They're targeting poets They're targeting women And they're targeting children too who will be left to remember those killed when the air is cleared from the smoke that filled the whole city with poisonous gas burning the skin off the children it passed turning whole towers into piles of rock as those watching try to comprehend through the shock they just killed 70 members one family this month of December They call it indiscriminate Would be terrible if true I just lost my internet for a moment, and it's back now. I don't know what your experience with what just happened was like, but it, uh, I'd be curious to know if that was a smooth song delivery there or if it all glitched out for a few seconds. Or Anyway, uh, I'm back. And um, the, uh, um, the next song on the album uh, was written on Christmas Eve, and it is... Um, about uh, the second uh, nativity scene uh, that I 
uh, wrote a song about uh, in Bethlehem, uh, which and, and this song is again uh, basically a description of uh, the other nativity scene. Um, both very powerful. This is called "It's Christmas Eve." It's Christmas Eve Stores are stuffed to the gills With last-minute shoppers Making sure all the stockings are filled The Santas and elves are all busy Posing for photos with kids And 365 days ago That's just what they did It's Christmas Eve in front of the wall The guy from the Salvation Army Stands beside the entrance to the mall Holding his bucket with a toothless smile Ringing his bell He'll shiver in the cold And he'll wish us well It's Christmas Eve Kids rich and poor Across the country, anticipating, sitting on the floor, opening presents, having a party, or waiting till the morn. Some of them singing songs about a child that was born. It's Christmas Eve, people gather around in suburbs across America. You'll likely hear the sounds Of pianos and guitars and choirs Singing songs about Bethlehem Gathered round the nativity scene Every year you can hear them It's Christmas Eve When some people dream About a world free of war and want and similar themes People give money to charity And they hope for the best Scenes like these unfolding All over the West It's Christmas Eve But in Manger Square No strings of lights No celebrations Anywhere and in place of the Christmas tree Where it would normally stand There's Mother Mary with a lifeless baby in her hands It's Christmas Eve And um, the next song on the album was uh, another, uh, along with Where Did All These Terrorists Come From? This is another uh, effort at uh, a bit of uh, adding a bit of satirical levity to this genocide. Um, and uh, something I try to do uh, regularly, actually, over the course of my career, writing about similarly horrific events, uh, of which there have unfortunately been others. Um, and... Uh, but, uh, you know, humor is an important tool to use, even in the darkest of times. And, um, and I think this uh, particular subject uh, matter uh, of this next song is, uh, is, is useful to, uh, to, to 
illustrate using humor because the accusations of uh, anti-Semitism that I and so many others involved with uh, Palestine solidarity uh, for many decades uh, now or previously uh, have been getting, uh, you know, are ridiculous. Uh, they're ridiculous accusations. Um, to oppose genocide is not anti-Semitic. That's a crazy, crazy uh, idea. Uh, it's also not anti-Semitic to, you know, do any number of other things that I uh, have been uh, accused of doing over the time, such as uh, discussing Jewish history or Jewish uh, culture or or anything like that. I mean, there's, you know, or history of uh, Jewish uh, forced emigration or volunteer emigration. All none of that stuff is anti-Semitic to discuss, you know, and certainly it's not anti-Semitic to criticize uh, Israeli genocidal and apartheid policies, uh, and the, the notion that this is anti-Semitic is outrageous. And of course, it's also uh, ridiculous to uh, say that there's something anti-Semitic about the phrase uh, from the river to the sea, you know, which is why I wrote that other song. But this song is, um, well, I, I've been calling it anti-Semite. People have suggested that it should be called, um, uh, uh, they, they, you must be an anti-Semite, which is the repeating phrase and uh, another brilliant video from our Iranian friend. If you are a fan of democracy, if you have a problem with state theocracy, if you're having issues with minority rule or with the propaganda they teach your kids in school, you don't like invading armies bent on thievery. If you think it's wrong to steal someone else's country, there's just one explanation, though it may be getting trite. You must be an anti-Semite. You must be an anti-Semite. If you don't like the idea of shooting mortar rounds at kids, it must be because you just don't like the Yids. Israel bombs hospitals if you heard that on the news. It must be because that network doesn't like the Jews. All those UN agencies crying genocide secretly still blame us for the way that Jesus died. There's just one explanation we keep within our sights. You must be an anti-Semite. You must be an anti-Semite. If you think free speech is a really good thing If you fear the future that censorship may bring If you think Mark Zuckerberg is a pawn of the CIA If you don't believe whatever the Western leaders say If you march and chant from the river to the sea If you say you'll keep fighting until Palestine is free There's just one explanation right there in black and white you must be an anti-Semite. You must be an anti-Semite. If you're not a fan of home demolitions, if you've got some kind of problem with the Zionist position, it can't be that you care about humanity. It can't be just that you want some sanity. If you don't like the slaughter, you'd better just stand by. Don't speak out or else we'll all know the reason why. There's just one explanation, the one from the far right. You must be an anti-Semite. You must be an anti-Semite. And... Um, 
I love that video. Uh, and the last song on the album, uh, which was uh, which I wrote on December thirty first, was a song um, that uh, our, our videographer has not made a video out of yet. But it was a song that I wrote as a direct uh, consequence of um, his uh, very excellent uh, advice on what kind of song I should write that would make uh, that would be good for a video, like uh, in terms of the uh, pacing and stuff. So I tried to write a well paced. Uh, song and i think what it what what came out was one that has a real sort of pete seagree kind of feel and i'm uh, i you know if i may say so myself i really like this song and a lot of other people have said the same about it um there's going to be a, a version of it recorded by the um earl peach's uh socialist choir um i'm not sure what it's called the choir it may not be called that but anyway his choir in vancouver bc is going to make a, a, a choral re recording of it which i'm very much looking forward to hearing and um this song is called uh, if a song could raise an army and i wish it could if a song could bring us together across the planet that gave us birth to act as one bring peace and justice all around this shattered earth if a song could take down borders take down fences make them fall liberate all those imprisoned, kept behind the ghetto walls. If a song could stop the bombs, so the next might be the last. If a song could change the future, so it won't be like the past. If a song could be a missile fired from the Iron Dome. If it could protect the children, keep them safe within their homes. If a song could raise an army and transport it on command, take us all to Palestine to defend the Holy Land. If a song could be concrete and put to use to rebuild, if it might turn back the clock, bring back all the babies killed. If a song could be a blueprint, the instructions to show us how. If a song could change the world, then let us do it now. Justice all around 
this shattered earth. That's the last official song on the album. There are a couple of bonus tracks on the Bandcamp version, um, but what I'm going to do now is um, switch to uh, a song that I just wrote uh, over the course of the weekend, which our wonderful Iranian filmmaker has uh, made a video for, um, and uh, and I'll just uh, talk about this song a little bit because um, this song called Airdrop is um, uh, dedicated to the campaign um, that has been going on since at least Friday that I heard about it, uh, uh, which is uh, airdrop uh, aid for Gaza, hashtag airdrop aid for Gaza. And uh, it was a, it's been a successful campaign to get this hashtag uh, trending on X. And, um, and it basically is what, what it's about in a nutshell is, is uh, <clears throat> thanking uh, King Abdullah uh, and Queen Rania of uh, Jordan for um, for the uh, aid drops that have been done, the airdrops that have been done, um, w- which have been, I think, seven altogether, I believe, uh, a Jordanian-French uh, collaborative effort to uh, airdrop uh, tons of uh, food and medicine and other needed things to the Jordanian field hospital in the Gaza Strip. And... Um, the campaign is about uh, encouraging uh, Jordan to do a whole lot more airdrops like that. And um, possibly in response to the campaign just yesterday, uh, the Jordanian field hospital was bombed by the Israeli military, uh, apparently damaged uh, seriously but still functioning. I believe somebody was killed as well. And um, the, uh, the song is uh, mostly about the airlift um, of uh, 1948-49 uh, in West Berlin. And um, I was, uh, when I heard about this uh, campaign uh, the, to, uh, you know, to, to encourage the king to, to uh, step up the airdrops, um, I uh, thought about the Berlin airlift. And um, uh, it's, I think, a rele- relevant uh, comparison, although there's lots of uh, differences uh, in, in the circumstances because, of course, uh, at the time, West Berlin was not under bombardment. Uh, it was just um, uh, isolated um, from the rest of West Germany uh, for um, certain reasons that uh, you know we could get into. Um, but uh, the bottom line in terms of the comparison is is not why West Berlin was isolated from the west the rest of West Germany, but how uh, the uh, uh, U.S. and U.K. primarily uh, dealt with that situation at the time. Um, there were people within the U.S. and U.K. Uh, po- you know, prominent politicians who were calling for uh, going to war with the Soviet Union and basically moving troops uh, into East Germany until they got into Berlin, which was uh, actually a completely farcical idea uh, in terms of any kind of conventional effort, uh, so-called conventional war effort, because um, the Soviet Union had uh, just innumerable, you know, ridiculous numbers more troops. But the uh, but some of these American and British politicians were calling for the use of nuclear weapons 
against uh, Russia, of course, in order to uh, take West Berlin by force. Um, but ultimately, uh, President Truman, who had, of course, just recently been the first president or person in the world to order the use of nuclear weapons against an overwhelmingly civilian population, not once but twice, uh, was apparently uh, uh, reticent to use nuclear weapons again at the time and uh, or to go to war with the Soviet Union. So he uh, and others uh, called for the airlift idea, and it was uh, dismissed as unrealistic, um, uh, which, which, you know, in fairness, it may very well be in Gaza today because there's no airport, no runway, so the kind of airlift that was done in Berlin would not be possible in Gaza. But a lot of the aid was uh, delivered in forty eight forty nine in West Berlin by airdrops, not n- all, not all by planes landing. A lot of it was was airdrops with parachutes and all that. That can and has been done in Gaza, and Jordan uh, has done it. Um, and without uh, being shot down by the Israelis, apparently, uh, so far. I don't know, uh, you know, what the future holds, but it seems like um, th- that, uh, you know, any any country that has the capacity to be able to do such airdrops, um, it's not, it's, it's far from a low-risk uh, endeavor, but it would be at least lower risk than actually uh, going to war with Israel and, and could be a possible way to, uh, get aid in there uh, without necessarily going to war with Israel. Um, at least that's uh, that was the theory back in the Berlin airlift, and it's and, and it may or may not be uh, a good theory now, but it seems very much worth a try. And uh, a lot of other people uh, think the same way I do about that, uh, such as the people uh, pushing this hashtag campaign, um, airdrop aid for Gaza. And um, <clears throat> I think it's also... Uh, to put things in perspective, when we're thinking about the seven Jordanian airdrops that have um, happened, which involved, I think, some tons, I don't know how many tons of aid, um, in 1948-49, the U.S. and U.K. planes uh, were taking off every 30 seconds and delivering between 5,000 and 20,000 tons of aid, uh, food, medicine, fuel, to West Berlin per day. And, um, you know we can do a lot more than what's been done so far. And um, this is the most uh, recent video uh, uh, that has been made for any of these songs um, by our Iranian videographer friend. And this is uh, Airdrop. The blockade was imposed no one could come or go and in order to successfully throttle off the flow of food and fuel and what's needed to survive to keep more than two million people alive the authorities limited imports to just a few tons that would be allowed to pass through To try to break the siege on the ground Seemed impossible until the world heard the sound Watched the aviators streaking through the sky To try to find out how much cargo they could fly Every plane that could be flown to 
Determined not to leave these millions alone To be cold and hungry or else to be subsumed They said it was impossible An endeavor that was doomed Every 30 seconds a plane would fly away To deliver to those trapped 5,000 tons a day More than 2 million supplied by air alone Thousands of airdrops flown Watch the aviators streaking through the sky To try to find out how much cargo they could fly Planes crashed as they do, a hundred people died But the flights kept coming, no way to put aside needs of all these people to have something to eat to have fuel and medicine and shoes upon their feet it was in west berlin way back when and it could all be done again to save the gaza strip or forever wonder why we just let all the Palestinians starve and die Watch the aviators streaking through the sky To try to find out how much cargo they could fly just uh, read out a comment from Krista Brun, which is a very good one. This is a great campaign. They should have continued to drop food and supplies from all over the world from the beginning with the Israeli blockade that with the current crisis has taken a whole other level, leaving people without the most basic life-sustaining supplies of food, water, fuel, and medicine. Clearly, the U.S. and most Western powers do not believe Palestinians deserve to live in freedom with dignity. That's for darn sure. And uh, whether, they, whether the Western powers think they deserve to live at all. And, and of course, uh, aside from the Berlin airlift, uh, probably more relevant comparison uh, that, that I also wrote a song about some time ago, but not recently, is uh, the comparison between uh, how the U.S. Uh, has reacted to the war in Ukraine compared to in Palestine. In Ukraine, they called it, uh, you know... Von der Leyen uh, called it a genocide uh, as soon as uh, there was electricity out in the winter in um, in Ukraine, and uh, uh, so much more, so much more death and destruction has been wrought on Gaza by Israel. It's uh, almost uh, impossible to compare, and uh, and yet um, uh, they still call it the uh, Israel-Hamas war instead of the genocidal war that it obviously is. Well. Um, we've come to near the end here, but I will be, I'll do one more video. Uh, I'll play one more video for you. Um, that was, um, that was, uh, that Chet made, uh, actually to, um, uh, he also uh, did the accompaniment, uh, the musical accompaniment and, and, the, and he made a video cause he liked the song so much. Um, and, uh, this is a song I wrote in 2002. So it is not part of this uh, series of songs, uh, written, uh, since the Israeli bombardment began in October. Um, but it is, uh, a song about, uh, the, 
about Palestine, a song uh, that perhaps is a bit more hopeful than um, most of us are at all feeling these days, but I, I wrote it back in 2002, and, and Chet made a lovely video for it. So I will just close this broadcast uh, with this video, and I'll just mention, too, that if you are anywhere in um, Portland, I'm playing in Portland on Saturday night, and uh, I'm going to be in uh, California, Southern California, later this month, in February, in France and England, uh, June, uh, late March, early uh, April, in uh, around the Northeast, Massachusetts, New York, June, July, in Australia, and uh, August, taking a trip down the coast to uh, San Francisco and playing around California, another backyard tour like I did a year ago, and then November, uh, an another tour of Scandinavia. And if uh, anybody wants to come to a gig or organize one, uh, go to davidrovics.com slash tour, and you can see what's planned and drop me a line. And, uh, of course, uh, if you like this broadcast or the album, uh, please share it with people. Um, because the music is only going to have an impact on those who hear it. And um, this is uh, a song from 2002, In One World. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And um, this will all be in podcast form for those who prefer podcasts. You can find it anywhere you get your podcasts if you look for This Week with David Rovix or go to davidrovix.com slash thisweek uh, to get all those podcasts as well and davidrovics.com slash Palestine as well for all the Palestine-related material. And, um, oh, I like that comment. I'll have to have to share that. Oh, August, that's a good comment too. But this is, uh, yeah, from John in California. I hope to see you there in August. And this comment from uh, Kevin Broders. Hi, David. This is some of the best stuff I've ever heard you do. Love the Houthi Army song. Thank you. And now I'm singing about terrorists here in uh, in in the U.S. Now now the Houthi Army are terrorists, so maybe I'll get arrested for being a terrorist sympathizer again. Well, not again. They don't have never been arrested for that. Um, okay. Um, this is in one world. Thanks for listening. Take care, everybody. I'll see you on the road and on the streets. I hope. Nineteen forty-eight, I fled my village. The stern gang drove my family from the lands. We ran into the desert, where I've spent these decades living by my hands. Life in Haifa wasn't easy, but so much better than this hellhole with the soldiers and barbed wire and the closures and the hunger. The humiliation and the checkpoints, the machine gun fire, and each day I wonder, after Haifa, the home that we abandoned when the Zionists had won, is there a family with a child? Does its father love it as I loved my only son before the soldiers shot him down? Riddled him with bullets in his back and in his head, home in Haifa. In my house Does his father know the pain There is in an empty bed In 
1960, I fled my country, left the Tigris River for this foreign place. I had to leave home. I didn't want to, but they were rounding up the leftists and the papers had my face. And my son, a student leader, on the streets of Baghdad was nowhere to be found. So I walked through the mountains, just the shirt upon my back, knowing not where I was bound. Now here I am, this town of Haifa, in this little house, but at least I'm still alive. And each day I wonder, how is Baghdad? Would I recognize my friends if any did indeed survive? It took a long time. But I made a life here And I wish my son could be here In this town upon the shore I was with my wife It was the Sabbath When an old Arab couple Knocked upon our door Gave them tea Cause that's what you do with strangers We could see they meant no harm We told our story They told theirs Us of our life in Baghdad Them of their family farm And of this house Which they once lived in Where once they raised a family Long before their hair turned gray And of their son And the troopers And of ours Oh, we still cry for every day So much in common, so much gone bad So much running and never coming home You can hear the cars falling down See the faces of the children forever forced to roam And here we were in this house Fearing that tomorrow would be just like yesterday So much resentment, so much at stake and I really don't remember who was the first to say In one world, in one village, in one home Let us live together In one world, in one village, in one home Let us live together In one world, in one village, in one home Let us live together in one world